Blake, welcome back. Great to reconnect with you. Yeah, glad glad to be on. Okay, so most of us have heard this phrase, God always answers prayer. It's either yes, no, not yet, or you've got to be kidding. (laughs) I added the last one there. (laughs) Oh, man, this is a dilemma for all of us, honestly, isn't it? Yes, we, it's it's a universal uh, dilemma we all face, and it, that's kind of that's kind of why on the back of the book I wanted readers to understand that I, like it's it's okay to ask the why question. That's normal. It's not bad that we do, but the bigger question is yes, of course. Instead of asking why, let's start asking how can this make me more like Jesus? Because it's not as if we're going to dodge unanswered prayer. Uh, it's it's going to happen whether it's a, for a small thing or a large thing. So instead of asking why, we, we really need to understand how, how can this particular trial or circumstance make me more like Jesus? The deepest prayer life, so it seems to me, is not about using God, but about knowing Him better. Yes, and, and that's the, the point I really try to hit home in the book, at least that's how I start out the book, um, kind of understanding our relationship with the Lord. Uh, we, are, we are His children. Um, it, it is a privilege to be able to go to Him in prayer. And so I kind of, you know, try to talk about, you know, ne- not necessarily unanswered prayer at first, but talk just simply talk about prayer in, in, in general and, and talk about the Lord of the universe who has saved us. Not only does He hear our prayers, not only is He listening to our prayers, but He's paying attention to us. He's inclining His ear. You know, there are many times where I can certainly hear my wife talking to me, but I have the problem of not listening sometimes. <laughs> that's never the case with the Lord. He, he's always attentive to our prayers, and so that's what I try to lay the foundation of, is the Lord is ready to listen to us. Yeah. So how do we reconcile the words of Jesus in the Gospels, where he says, whatever you ask, I will do it, <laughs> to glorify my Father in heaven, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. And we want to make sure that we take him up on that. You know, we want to have a bold faith. We want to believe big things from a big God. Um, you know, we we don't want to uh, back away from that, and we want to grab on to what the Lord wants to do for us. And many times, I would imagine there are things that He would do if we would just pray about it and ask Him. It's that mystery of, of uh, you know, us praying. Some things may not get done unless we pray about it. It's like partnering with God. I don't even begin to understand how all of that works, but the Bible does teach that, that our prayers do indeed matter. So how do I pray boldly in faith, saying, you know, Jesus, I believe what you said, I can ask the Father in your name for this. You tell me that I can have it. Okay, people have done that, and they they have believed God for big things, and then they just keep praying and praying, and nothing seems to happen. How do you respond to those folks? Maybe we have them listening here today, and they're wondering, man, that's exactly what I've been dealing with. All right. Well, there there are certainly two facets to this. There's one where we kind of get into the trap of thinking our relationship with God is kind of a, a transactional relationship. Um, and that's certainly not the case, you know, more akin to prosperity theology and, you know, asking anything in his name and we're always going to receive it. You know, I ask, you know, Lord, I ask for a Lamborghini in Jesus name and I'm going to receive it because that's what you say. 
that's just not what Scripture teaches. If if we read the context of of those verses, that the, the, those verses are really speaking into our life as a Christian, as children of God. It's more akin to a father and a son. Um, you know, growing up, my dad though maybe it was even something I was asking uh, something for good. Uh, but he still said no, whatever the circumstance may be, because in the end, he he's far more wise than me. And this is true to a much larger extent with the Lord. There are going to be things in life that we ask of him that are trite or superficial or not even that. Maybe they're just small things. And he says no. Um, we We may not know the answer to why he said no, but it really comes down to trusting his will over ours. And part of prayer for, on our side is making sure our will aligns with His. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But then, yeah, to to the biggest question of all, and I'm sure there are definitely listeners listening to this, but the times when we're, at, where we're asking Him for things that are good and right and, and holy, and He continues to say no. Uh, one chapter in the book talks about persistent prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, it is certainly a wonderful thing for us to pray for lost family members or whoever it is, whoever it is close to us, yet he continues to, to not save them. Uh, of course, we, we understand that we ourselves cannot do the saving, uh, but we must pray for those who are lost. But then he continues to not uh, save them. There are going to be some times where, at least from our eyes, our perspective, he doesn't save them on, in, in this life. How do we reconcile that? Again, I think it really comes back to knowing that His will is good and right and holy always, no matter the circumstance, um, and that He's God and that we are not. Um, and we can ultimately rest in the fact that He's sovereign and in control and, and good, um, and we aren't, and that's a good thing. You know, I remember a story my brother told me about uh, on a bridge being out in Connecticut. And it was early in the morning and everyone was on their way to work doing the right thing, right? And uh, But the a section fell out and somebody stopped their car and tried to flag people down and they wouldn't listen. And they mm-hmm. went over and died. You know, it's like, shouldn't we really, when we get a no, be saying, thank you. I don't know what's over there, but there be dragons mm. on the other end. You know, I'm, I'm thank you for not doing that. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. It, it, it definitely with that scenario comes down to, it, it can certainly get discouraging and frustrating. When we, we know we're praying for salvation. We know we're praying for something that's good and that we're supposed to be praying for. But in the end, we also need to remember we can't do it. God does it. Right. So we just leave it up to Him. God's will is something that we would choose if we had all the facts. Agree. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, I, just, I, you know, I, I say that tongue in cheek, but I mean, certainly, even as Christians, there are times when we can be hard headed. But definitely myself, I, I'm the foremost. But yeah, I, I do think that if, if we had all the facts and if we knew everything, then you, you, yeah, one would think we would make the the same decision. <laughs> one yeah, would think. Yeah. I like that caveat because that's so human. <laughs> yeah. That's that's right. you're being a, a real human being. You know, it's like well, yeah. it's it sounds really uh, easy to embrace, but in reality, it's not necessarily so. You you touched on persevering prayer. When do we actually stop asking God for something? 
Well, uh, you know, it kind of depends on, on, on what we're asking. But, I mean, if we're uh, – in the book, I use the example of praying for a lost person's salvation. And, and the answer to that is you never stop praying. Yeah. Um, you, you shouldn't stop praying until, you know, you're, you're in glory with Him, and there's no need to. Um, other things, it just kind of – it really depends because a lot of times – um, there's a lot of self-reflection that needs to take place because it could be that you're not, you know, you're not persevering. You're just being a hard-headed, and he's telling you, uh, telling you no for something. Um, so it kind of, and how do we discern that? That's also, <laughs> that's also something to be praying about and making mm-hmm. sure we're, we're in His will, uh, that ours aligns with His, and that we are keeping Him at the forefront and not ourselves. God does redirect us, doesn't He? Yes, he certainly does, and that's and it's a good thing. I mean, we, we we need it every day of our lives because if if we got everything we prayed for, it would certainly be a disaster. Because there are many times in my life that I fervently prayed for something that I thought was good and right, um, but in the end, hindsight is twenty twenty. I look back and I, <laughs> I I tell myself that just would have been a complete disaster for everybody involved. Boy, that's so true. And uh, Blake Long is our guest here this morning. Name of his book, Taking No for an Answer, How to Respond When God Says No to Our Prayers. End of the day, it's trusting in the heart of the Lord who is always for us and always for our good. Even if we don't understand, the true essence of faith is really when God says no to something and we trust him anyway. This is, Blake, a test of our faith at the end of the day, isn't it? Yes, it certainly is, and that's... you know, there, there are two two aspects to the book I really wanted people to understand at the end of the day. I, you know, I would love for people to to know better how to respond to unanswered prayer, but I wanted people to understand that the book was ultimately about God. I want people to not just know Him like they know a favorite athlete's stats or something like that, but I want them to know Him affectionately. Uh, not, not just know about Him, but have a personal, intimate affectionate relationship with him that grows us closer to the Lord. And then also I wanted readers to understand that when we read about what, uh, you know, God works everything together for our good, what is our good? If we read about that in context, that's our, that's our sanctification. That's us being made more like Jesus. So at the end of the day, we, even though unanswered prayer is going to be a tribulation at times and be unbearable. I mean, whatever the situation is, the, you know, our, our our first pregnancy was a miscarriage. That's an unanswered prayer because we certainly wanted that child to, to be healthy. Mm-hmm. But even through stuff like that, um, he molds us more into the image of his son. And so knowing that, that God is good, he is holy, and he's our father, and knowing that he even uses unanswered prayer to make us more like his son is a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. I love that. Blake, thanks for being with us. Many blessings to you, my friend. You're always welcome to join us. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me on.